Blog Talk Radio. Red wine and Papa D. Trey, excellent. Doing good, Caribbean, doing good. Caribbean. You doing mm-hmm. good, Papa D? Yeah, I'm doing good. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. shall we get into it? We got lots to do. Got to celebrate sure. the Queen of Soul tonight. I know that's right. All right, we can get oh. into it. I'm ready. Y'all ready? I'm ready. I'm getting my seatbelt on now. All right, hold on Let's tight. Go. All right, go okay. for it. All right, we got a hot topic tonight. The Vatican condemns priests' sex abuse as morally reprehensible. Also, Paul Manafort's defense rests without presenting evidence. Of course, we're going to talk about our Queen of Soul, Lisa Franklin, has left her earthly throne. Also, our hitting Twitter headlines, Trump cancels military parade blaming D.C. officials Really? Also, Trump labels fake news media the opposition party. Also, is 45 attempting to stifle free speech? 70 plus people overdose in uh, New Haven as park visitors watch and harm. Also, Baltimore police officers uh, film punching man charged with felony. And China's top Buddhist monk resigned amid sexual harassment allegations. What's popping with Papa Didi? I'm talking about Amarosa, Amarosa. Our weird news, Hungry Thieves stole $100,000 worth of Roman <laughs> Roman noodles. Also, police look into video of man spanking hippos at L.A. Zoo. And stranded parrot curses out firefighting. I'm just saying with red wine, is she um, for real? Living for the city with Papa Diddy, Little League Baseball, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot going on tonight, so I'll get into that later. Our cocktail of the week is the Rosy Gin Kombucha Cocktail. Yeah, y'all like that, Kombucha. I'll kiss it, list and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be right back with the hot topic.
So now they're saying that they're uh, urging the Vatican to conduct an investigation into former uh, D.C. Archbishop Theodore McCarrick, who resigned in July in the middle of allegations that he sexually abused minors and adult, adults for decades. And now they're talking about they should establish a mechanism for victims to report sexual abuse. I'm like, uh, there is one. It's called 911. Call right, the call pump. Why are mm-hmm. you trying to create a whole nother system? You why why do they think they have to operate outside of the law? I mean, yeah, faith is yeah. faith, but the law is the law. So, yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind. They're saying that the numbers are in the thousands of how many children have been abused by these various priests and whatnot. I mean, this this is, like, beyond out of control. So that that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I don't know what you all think about it. I just think it's you got to do more than say it's, reprehensible and, and morally offensive and criminal and all of that. If it's criminal, then doesn't that mean you should lock somebody up? I mean, these are their words. They said it's criminal. So stop mm-hmm. right there. If it's criminal, who's going to jail? Who's in handcuffs? They're talking mm-hmm. about statute of limitations. The heck with a statute. These people have done, as they said, morally reprehensible things. And they called a criminal. So I'm just saying, if it's criminal, then somebody needs to go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. I'm trying not to get too pissed off mm-hmm. first thing in the beginning of the show. This stuff works on my nerves. Yeah, my my thing is, if I could just add, they're creating a uh, um, task force or whatever you want to call it. So they won't go to the law. So what happens is if something happens with inside their church, uh, quote, unquote, they'll go to the task force, and then what do you do from there? What do they do? Nothing, nothing, and nothing. Exactly. They're going to send them to another location, brush it under the rug, keep it on the low. That's what's been the problem for the last, I don't know, thousands, hundreds of years, however long this has been going on. I mean, I'm not bashing the Catholic faith by any means. I'm just saying that if people are doing stuff and hiding it under the cloak of their faith, then this stuff needs to be busted out, exposed, and dealt with. And if you're doing things like this, raping children and whatnot, you need to be in jail. Right. And certainly they're, they're, I'm looking at an overall picture. These quote-unquote, men or priests and men of the call, you know, you, you would think they would live up to a certain standard, just like the presidency. I mean, we see that's falling short. But for these priests, it's been falling short for a long time. And for them to, like you say, brushing underneath the cover or underneath the rug, I mean, when is enough is enough? You know, when do they stand trial or go to jail or whatever? It's it's not right. It's not fair to the average person. I mean, they're average. They're supposed to be average, but I think that we put, sometimes we put these priests and other people up on the pedestal. And that's the same. And maybe that's the problem. They're just men. Yeah. Yeah. They're not deities. They're not, you know, anything above humans. They're humans. They have fleshly Mm -hmm. needs, 
and they need to find another way to satisfy those needs and stop messing with these children. Right, because they can't, they're not allowed to get married. Is that, is that correct? Is that right, Papa, or do you know? That was the case, but I think the rules changed a little bit or they got more relaxed over the years. I don't know. <clears throat> I thought they still were, you know, not into, you know, getting married or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, they're not marrying these children. Some of them have been accused of taking, uh, having some of these girls that they've had sex with and raped and whatnot, have impregnated mm-hmm. them disposed mm-hmm. of the pregnancy, you know, in one way or another, or the baby, whatever right. the case was, this right. stuff is completely mm. out of control. Right. Yeah. And I think we talked about something maybe a couple of weeks ago that um, the nuns and the priests, I'm not sure if it was here or where it was, that they were having children, that they were um, burning them underneath the church. Yeah, that was up in Canada some years ago. Some years back, they found these uh, underground caves and tunnels and whatnot that led to between connected, rather, the monasteries and the convents. And they Mm. found the human remains of infants, newborn infants and whatnot. So, you know, I just feel like either you need to change the rules, change your policies, Right or or seek help, but doing what they keep yeah. doing is not the answer. Yeah. Right, that's the key thing. They need to seek some help. They, they have you heard anybody say they need to go and lay on somebody's couch or they need some some you know some 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 type of mental illness or health or anything like that? No, no, I have not. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a caller. I'm gonna see what this caller thinks about it. Caller, welcome to the show. You're live on the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. We're doing great. Thank you for asking. I was going to come through, but I couldn't find my pajamas. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, um, I was calling to, uh, to add to this. I think the problem has become, in addition to understanding that this is wrong or what have you, they are protecting the church before they are protecting the children. Mm-hmm. It has come to the point where they are more in tune or in line with what they feel should be happening to protect their secrets in the different parts of the church. And unfortunately, the rule has always been, even when this has happened, is move them to another diocese, maybe they'll stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that solves nothing. That just gives them a whole new location to terrorize. Yeah, correct. And it's unfortunate. Hello? I think you fell off, caller. Uh oh. We lost her. Yeah, I think we Uh-oh. lost her. Okay. okay, but please call us back because I would like to hear the rest of your point. Uh, the number is 914 803 4306. If you want to get in on the conversation, give us a call. If you're already on the line, press 1. Tell us what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think okay. that. Uh, 
you know, this stuff could have been going on a lot longer than people think it has. You know, what we're seeing now is the actual reporting era, the area mm-hmm. that at the time frame when things are being reported. But, you know, in most cases, you know, traditions follow traditions. So who's to say that this stuff hasn't been going on, you know, long before the, the news media got a hold of it or before there was such a thing, and it just has cropped up through the years, you know, something mm-hmm. that goes back farther than you could even imagine, and it just was a tradition that was uh, undercover for so long. And now that the, the the media and the Internet and all that got involved, and like they said, in Pennsylvania they found like a secret a secret cave or some kind of secret vault where they found all these different, uh, that's where all that came about is when they opened up the vault. But, you know, this, this stuff has been going on for... for Oh, it's Ever. definitely been going on a long Ever. time. And then the people that are affected by it that were sitting up on stage that uh where they get they got them at such a young age. You know, it's been going, and mm-hmm. these people now sit up there in their fifties and sixties. And mm-hmm. and they got them back when they were, you know, young kids. So this is a forty five, fifty year tradition that's been just levied and handed down almost like a, a relay race, you know, where people just pass the baton of it. So the thought of how how deep it is is just unbelievable. So, right. Yeah. But uh, they were really getting. Amazing. On, they were really getting. On, yeah, it is right. I'm sorry about that. That's right. <clears throat> they okay. were getting so. on the um um talk about why he didn't say anything, you know, and I guess they were a day late, a dollar short. They came out today and said something, but. You know, the Pope, he was up there talking. I don't know what he was talking about. I guess the current things going on, but that was a, that was should have been the first thing he, he addressed. And people were outraged about that. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure with his age, I'm sure he had, he, he had an inclination that, uh, that that was going on in the church. And the only, thing, the only time he's going to address it is, is once it, once it comes, when it surfaces, that's when it gets addressed. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a don't speak on it if it's not, you know, if mm-hmm. it's not news and don't speak. But they know it's, they know what's going on. Yeah, they know what's been going on. So, mm-hmm. and then the money mm-hmm. that's been paid out with it. I mean, oh, it's, just, yeah. it's just amazing how corruption just finds its place everywhere. It's really like mm-hmm. let he let he without sin cast the first stone. It seemed like every institution in the world really has something going on these days that nobody can really talk about anybody else because, you know, everybody got something going on that's crazy. So that's, that's true. very interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to move on to our next uh, topic there. Uh, yeah, speaking okay. of things going on, what's ca- happening okay. with uh, Manafort? Manafort, oh, what a waste of time. Paul Manafort. <laughs> okay, I think I got this one. Paul Manafort's defense rests without representing evidence. That's interesting. The trial of President uh, 45, former campaign manager Paul Manafort, is coming to a quieter than expected end. Manafort's defense team rested its case on Tuesday without presenting any evidence, which means the trial will move on to closing arguments from both sides at a federal courthouse in Virginia on Wednesday. So the veteran um, political operative is being tried by a team of prosecutors from special 
special counsel, Robert Mueller's office, on a slew of charges related to financial crimes and money laundering. Uh, Kevin Downing, the attorney, the attorney who's leading Manafort's defense, did not respond to multiple requests for comment. The special counsel's office declined to comment. So while the defense's decision not to represent witnesses to rebut the government's case um, raised some eyebrows, it is in line with a common legal strategy, according to um, Shan Lo Wu, a former federal prosecutor turned criminal defense attorney. So he's saying it's a standard thing to do, um, including the defense not to have him manifest take the stand. You know, if he took the stand, that would have been even crazier. Because how was he going to get himself out of that paper bag? Um, he uh, will stress that he has no access to confidential information in the case, so he has been a close observer of the Manafort trial. Um, he he represented Rick Gates, who worked as Manafort's deputy at a political consulting firm. Okay, so he has some insight in the, the case. But um, that's kind of crazy for them not to do anything, say anything, I guess, I guess they're not saying anything because they feel they're going to incriminate themselves. So they say too much. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. I guess. So. Well, if they say anything, they probably will incriminate themselves because all of them are lying. Right. <laughs> well, now. So they figure that's a better strategy. Don't say nothing at all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you say yeah. nothing, you can't lie, right? <laughs> uh, well, now, that's a good point, you know, my mm-hmm. question on all this is, what what, is, what does all this even matter? You know what I mean? All, all mm-hmm. this stuff is a waste of time. It's a waste of time. I mean, mm-hmm. you got the nerve to talk about the Vatican when, you know, how corrupted are these white folks on this situation here? Here you got a man that sits on top that's got the power to pardon any kind of conclusion that comes to this. He can just say the Manafort is, is, is pardoned after this trial goes over. So why the hell do we waste our time? Why are we mm-hmm. going through all this court stuff? And you locking up black people all day for less shit. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, for less shit. And they spending years on end. And these jokers is just as corrupted as the, as the, as the Catholic jokers is, you know, balling them kids. Just as mm-hmm. corrupted, and that, and for him, for Trump to go in there and say that Manafort's a good man, da da da, you're praising him, but you're talking about the NFL players like a damn dog, telling them that they're non-patriotic for standing up at the nat, for sitting down the national anthem, and all that, P- putting the image out that look down on people that sit down during the national anthem, but Manafort's a good man, and this man and laundried money and all kind of stuff, stuff that white folks white-collar white folks get away with all the time. So he's just allowing that to be getting away with because he's praising that and putting down other stuff. So just like the sexual stuff, this is still going on. This is why white folks can get into the – and this is, I say white folks because that's the majority of the jokers doing that white-collar crap, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they end up with probation. They end up with light, light sentences and all that. And the money's buried. And by the time they get done their little three years in Leavenworth – they still got the thirty million dollars that they embezzled. Nobody ever said turn the damn money in. So it's mm-hmm. it's corrupted as hell. And so mm-hmm. how can you? Why are we even having a trial when the president can pardon his buddy on the back end? So what the hell is the point? Why are we wasting time no. on jurors, jurors, yeah. money, 
situations, prosecutors, courtrooms, buses, transportation, lawyers, all kind, everything that goes on in a trial. As high power as this is in Alexandria, Virginia, which is a, of uh, the biggest one, the biggest money suburban joints. In you know, it's just it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You know, why are we even wasting our time? Well, I'm gonna answer that question. I'm gonna ask. I'm. I know. I'm gonna answer that question for you. It's a circus. That's all it is. It's just this is just a circus, a play on whatever. It's just a big circus. And then, like you said, wait to see the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And Manifer well, been that, put that, in jail since it happened, and he don't mind going to jail. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you spend about four or five months in jail if you know you had $20 million buried somewhere that when this is all <laughs> over, you can just go and, and go get that yeah. dough when it's all over? He got he got $30 million that he shanghaied and was money laundering, and as soon as all this yep. is over, whether yep. even if he spent five years in Leavenworth, this man's still sitting on $30 million, and nobody asked him to turn over. Now I was going to say I was going to finish the article Your president, the president Who has denied that any collusion With Russia took place Has sent multiple tweets stressing that Manafort worked for him for only a Quote unquote short time And emphasizing that the trial Was not directly connected to the election BS. Okay, it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, what, what, so what's the point of that? Oh, I don't care if he worked for you for two weeks. He still was connected right. to you, so what's your point? There you, there you go. There you go. Yep, inclusion, but, conclusion, whatever. Y'all yeah, had to do something with Russian chicks. Yeah, that's yeah. the bottom line. But they said the jury, mm-hmm. the jury sent a question out during the deliberations to the judge and asked mm-hmm. for Clarity on the definition of reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're saying if there is reasonable doubt, define exactly what is that. How do you mm-hmm. define that? And mm-hmm. and they were hoping. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to wrap it up today, but they didn't. Now it looks like they're going to go into day three of deliberations mm-hmm. on Monday on that. They even asked for a bigger room. I guess they needed more room for, for what, evidence? <laughs> Not no. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to lay down or something. Who knows? Ah. Okay. I know I'm tired of it. All right. Well, you we're done with know. him. I'm, I'm putting I'm putting Manafort on a kissing list. There you go. Okay. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments that we're talking about, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press and press one. Press one. You're getting the key. All right. All right. What you got for us, Papa? All right. We're going to talk about the Queen of Soul here for a moment. Uh, All right. Queen of Soul, Reefa Franklin, as they say, has left her earthly throne. Reefa Franklin, uh, uh, can I get some background music there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. I think I can better with some background music. All right. Aretha, Reefa. Yeah, that's your girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rufa Franklin is a gospel root singing and bluesy yet uh, expanded delivery earned her the title of Queen of Soul. Passed away on Thursday, uh, past Thursday, which was uh, just yesterday morning. Yeah, yesterday morning was the 16th of August. She was 76 years old. 
they say that uh, Franklin died at uh, 9.50 a.m., which was uh, Central Time, being in the Detroit area. Oh, okay. At her home in Detroit, surrounded by family, friends, according to a statement on behalf of Franklin's uh, family from a longtime publicist. The publicist's name was Gwendolyn Quinn, who threw it out on everything. The official cause of death was uh, due to advanced pancreatic cancer of the pneumocron type. I hope I'm pronouncing that word right. Which was confirmed by her doctor, uh, Dr. Philip Phillips of the uh, Commandos uh, Cancer Institute in Detroit. Right. His fans paid tribute with flowers and a crown left on her Hollywood Walk of Fame star in uh, Los Angeles. Her death came three days after a spouse uh, close to Franklin told Don Lemon that the singer was in hospice care. So about three days ago, three or four days ago, they reported she was in hospice care, and it, it was shocking where they came on the news and said she was gravely ill, which is very sad to hear reported. You know, her family said that uh, we have uh, we have been deeply touched by the incredible outpouring of love and support that we have received from close friends, supporters, and fans all over the world. Thank you for your uh, compassion and prayers. We have uh, felt your love for Aretha, and it brings us comfort to know that her legacy will live on. As we grieve, we ask that you respect our privacy during this difficult time. All right. She was born in Memphis, Tennessee in 1942, but was mostly raised in the Detroit area, where her father, uh, C.L. Franklin, was a prominent minister and a nationally known gospel singer. Franklin sang in the choir of her father's church, and though she uh, declined her father's offers of piano lessons, she taught herself instead. Wow. And she began uh, recording gospel music at, at the age of 14 years old. Uh, around 16 years old, she toured the uh, gospel circuit with her father. Um, she was be- befriended friends such as uh, Mahalia Jackson, Sam Cooke, Lou Ross. So she was in good company. Uh, she later performed at uh, Mahalia Jackson's funeral. She sang at uh, Dr. Mother the King's funeral. She sang at uh, Jimmy Carter's inauguration, uh, Bill Clinton's inauguration, Barack Obama's inauguration. Uh, She was just a all around uh, a guru of I'm ready to sing whenever you need me to sing. She has a, a host of songs that are just in, incredible. I mean, songs that that touch every particular genre of music that you can imagine. Slow love songs. Uh, this song in the background is my favorite. Can you turn this up just a little bit? Oh, you ought to hear me sing this. I, I sing the hell out of this. Anyway. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at my heart flowing away. Yeah, okay. this, this is my jam here. Anyway, um, God bless Rufa Franklin. She uh, didn't make a lot of noise with the music, didn't pack a lot of drama. 
she wasn't Mariah Carey-ish or anything else like that where she had to dawn attention with anything. She hung out with, with the best the best, sang with the best of the best, sang for the Pope in Philadelphia. Uh, just different things, you know, won different honors and different, uh, you name it, any, any type of honors. She won 18 Grammy Awards, 18. Wow. Uh, just, you know, uh, just by handling her business, just by working. You know, just all you gotta do is just work in life. Just work. You don't have to make a bunch of noise, do a bunch of crap. Just let yourself be free. If you sing, then sing. And sing how you sing. Don't try to perpetrate anything in particular. Just let your your, your little soul be free and come out as you do it. She she sang with people like people Bryson, uh, George Michael. You know, she did her uh, different. She came back in the '80s with stuff. You know. Uh, uh, who's zooming? Who jump to it? Jump to it. Uh, freeway of love. Freeway of love. Pink Cadillac came back, refined herself in the '80s, and then just and you always knew that her songs had. You can always go back to her older songs, like the one in the background, if you really wanted to you grab one of her standards. If you want to see what she was made of, you know, her and people like Dionne Warwick and Gladys Knight, they have some standards that are out of this world that would always hold you. You know what I mean? To let you know, like, let me get off this fast Ferris wheel and get back and listen to something that's real, a song that got some meaning, something that can hold me, something that can sustain me. You know, every now and then we need to find a song that's going to sustain how we're feeling at that time. And if you go through her genre and through her different type of music, you can you can find stuff. So, what are you going to do? So, the queen is gone at the age of 76 years old. Her funeral... By the way, the uh, a four-day event in New York, like in, in Detroit, excuse me, a four-day event in Detroit. Two days wow. of viewing at the at the right uh, yeah, at the right African American Museum in Detroit, and the funeral is going to be on August 31st. So you can stay tuned here. You know different things. Mm-hmm. And everybody is contributing. They, they said it's going to be a host of people performing at this funeral. It's going to be a long, long funeral with people like Elton John and everybody else, Stevie Wonder, you name it, Big Wheels, Heavyweights. You know, just people are showing their, their homage toward her. Why? So, uh, uh, coming up, uh, there goes the queen. Stevie, Stevie was really broken yeah. up when I saw yeah. him on, on somebody's show this morning. Mm-hmm. Smokey Robinson was too. Well, they grew up together. Yeah, it's been hard mm-hmm. on you know everybody that was close to her. Yeah, those mm-hmm. guys all came up. They all kept thinking about their time frame when it was in the game, and even people that passed on that preceded her in death. You know, uh, Sam Cooke and and uh, Lou Ross, her 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 partners, mm-hmm. and other gentlemen she was close to, Benny King. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she was hanging out mm-hmm. with with old school jokers. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I didn't realize that uh, the song Respect, um, Otis Redding, he wrote that for. Yeah, yeah, that was his song. Yeah, yeah and she took yeah. that thing over. Yeah. He sure did. I mean, just, just the. Um, he took that like. Uh, it, the awards that she won. I mean, I'm just looking at the, all the Grammys that she won. She won for Respect, King of Fools, Share Your Love with Me. Don't play the song, Bridge Over Trouble Water. That's my one of my favorites. 
um, to be young, gifted in black, amazing grace. Oh yeah, I remember um, that. Um, these are all she want. Ain't nobody like the real. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Um, hold on, I'm coming. Uh, Three way to love, Aretha. I mean, she on a whole lot. All of these she wants from '68 up to 2008. Wow, mm-hmm. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a she's legacy. Yeah, she does. She's won some special awards like Grammy Special Awards. She won a Legend Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, um, a Persons of the Year Award, Favorite Soul R&B Album. Wow, Favorite Soul R&B Album Female Artist. Um, the list just goes on and on. She got a Presidential Award too. The Presidential, what's it called? The uh, freedom, honor, the. Yeah, she got one from George Bush, and she got another medal from Barack Obama. Yeah. So I mean, the resume, the resume just goes on. I mean, the resume just—it's amazing. It's amazing. How many people yeah. accomplished that without and without even making no noise? A lot of people that yeah. accomplished half of that are walking around here like they just—you know. <laughs> she wasn't even making no noise. She kept moving. Yeah. But, um, she, she made it all noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she sang at Barack's inauguration, man, it was like 20 degrees outside. It was cold. Now, I'm sure she had her mink on, so she was fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, God rest they, her soul forever. Yeah. They say her net worth was $60 million, but she didn't act like she was like, you know what I'm saying, high up on the, on the pedestal. And they think she was just an every, every, everyday girl, everyday person. Yeah. Yep. You say she was a very giving person. Yeah, I've heard she paid for some things that people don't even know about. You know, she's in the background. Yeah, one of them was the uh, when Flint, Michigan, was going through that water crisis. She Mm -hmm. sent forty thousand dollars of water up there. Wow. Three thousand dollars worth of water. And you know, nobody ever knew about it because she didn't want people to know. She just wanted to just do it, get it done. Right. Just do it. Yeah. I um I thought she was married more times than she was, but she was only married twice to um a Ted White. He was the first one, sixty one to sixty nine, and um Glenn Truman. Remember Glenn Truman from seventy eight to eighty four. So, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mhm. And she had uh, four children. So, I'm not sure when if they had any kids or not. I'm not sure, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Well... Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to break. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go to break listening to the rest of Angel, and then we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You want to get in on the mm-hmm. conversation tonight? Call us up. 914-803- Four three zero six.
right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hey, hey, hey. Bonsoir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, special. You know, Paris has a hood, too. Just saying. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to shift right. gears and give it back to you, Kettle. Hit it and quit it headlines. Right. What you got for us? We're talk about y'all, President 45. He canceled okay, let's military parade, blaming D.C. officials for high costs. Blaming the D.C. officials for the high costs. Trump said Friday he has canceled a planned military parade this fall in the nation's capital because of the ridiculous high price tag given by D.C. officials. The local politicians who run Washington, D.C. poorly um, know a windfall when they see it, when asked to give us a price for holding a great celebratory military parade, they wanted a number so ridiculous high that I canceled it, Trump tweeted. The potential cost of $92 million, yes, I said million dollars, was way above initial estimates. D.C. Mayor Mario Bowser, a Democrat, why do you have to put that in there? <laughs> Responded to Trump's <laughs> claim in a tweet on Friday. Yep, I'm Merle Bowser, mayor of Washington, D.C., the local politician who finally got through to the um, reality star in the White House with the um, realities of 21.6 million of parades, events, demonstrations in Trump America, she said. Um, The Department of Defense said Thursday that the parade was delayed until 2019. Okay, so I guess they're going to wait until 2019 to find the money. Um. The estimate for the parade had risen substantially since Trump's announcement in February when White House Budget Director um, Mick Mulvaney told Congress the price could be between 10 and $30 million. The cost was initially reported at $12 million and it was based on the cost of the um, victory parade held in the Capitol area in 91 Gulf War. <laughs> okay, it's 91. That's what, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. So, um the defense told NBC News on Thursday the um, internal estimate of the cost of the parade rose to $25 million after adjusting uh, for inflation. But that estimate did not take into account expenses borne by other federal agencies and some non-military line items. So, um, so he said, I'm not dignifying that uh, number 92 million is, is, is correct, but he said he's going to be canceled for right now, so, you know. Okay, well, good. <laughs> uh, 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 good, I'm happy. On the kiss it list. Yeah, I am, yeah. too. I mean, I, I didn't understand the, the, the reason for the military. Uh, wait, did you? Because he's looking for applause. He wants people to, to adore him, and, you know, he just needs that constant, I don't know, that that constant uh, pat on the back or something, so he thought oh, that was going to yeah. give it to him because he saw what they did in in France and he wanted to do the same thing. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Anyway, he's anyway. Let's get on to the next Trump story. Yeah, we don't need a bunch oh, of missiles okay. going down the street. He's sure. ridiculous. It's so silly. Well, these are our H two bombs. Mm. These are our T forty five. They're heavy as crap. You going to tear up Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, they said that the street would be dug in. <laughs> Oh my God! 
Okay. A lot of them places, they, the weapons they show are probably empty weapons. You know, they have them, like, parade ready. They, they, they're the actual bomb on the outside, but they probably gutted the inside yeah, it's probably just for the parade. And it's probably right. stored in a big warehouse or fairground somewhere. So when they have the parade, they bring out the shell of bomb. He want to bring out the real thing and dig all in the street and everything, <laughs> tanks. and uh, That's your boy. Tear up the city. Anyway, uh, Trump. Uh, he labeled fake news media the uh, opposition party as newspapers denounces uh, really? his rhetoric. Trump on Thursday laughed out at at the press, you know, uh, saying it's the opposition party and very bad for the country. As sources of newspaper publishers and editors, they all denounced the president's attack on journalists. Uh, but you had um, what's the guy's name? Boyd is with him in the beginning with the with the, the thick gray hair. What was the boy's name? Anyway, he was on CNBC today. He doesn't usually do CNBC, but he's launching um, the campaign for the midterm elections. So uh, mm. he's not. I don't know who that is. Uh, Bannon, the guy. Oh, Bannon. Yeah. yeah. Bannon was on CNBC. He normally doesn't do CNBC, but he went on CNBC the today to front the front his uh, his thing with the midterm elections. So. It's amazing how people are such turncoats. You know, one minute they're denouncing CNBC and CNN, but his boy Bannon went on there today to speak on the Republican. I mean, this stuff is kangaroo shit. I mean, how are we trying to understand this? I mean, I, that's I don't the understand thing. You as, really the understand average, it. as the average uh, person of color that's not even in the game, for them to sit back and peep all this stuff going on and to see that people talk about Trump, but the average person of Trump's persuasion. Don't speak on him because the tradition that most white folks grew up with is the one that has the most toys wins. So long as he got the most toys and the most money, they really won't fuck with him because that's their guy. That's their leader. They all strive to be rich as hell like him. So, therefore, they look and see themselves in him. That's why he got so many followers because they all want to be him. It's a straight cult. Believe me, it's a straight cult. They they look at him and they say, oh, my goodness, well, he, give me another chance, give me a chance. Because the, the, how most of them was raised is that the one that has the most toys wins. The one on the block with the nicest house is the one that's the most respected. And that's the thing they picked up in New York and New Jersey, all that uh, soprano crap and all that jazz, mm-hmm. you know, that's all that Staten like. Island bullshit, you know, when they, when they choked my man, you know, for selling cigarettes, you know, the cops had choked him. You know, that that's the way they roll with all this, like, you know, I got the most toys. I'm the, oh, it's a mess. You got to study this It does stuff. seem like it really is just one distraction after another. Well, you know, for one, you got to understand that Trump used to run Atlantic City, okay? And Trump is up there from New York and North Jersey and all that. And them North Jersey Italian white boys and Irish jokers and Cappy Dill, they're the worst. They are, you know, I worked in New York for a long time. And, man, some of my coworkers... It was off the chain. Hmm. Some of them Staten Island guys talk about ignorant. I mean, damn. They were straight ignorant, and their tasting things was horrible. Because we worked in a big old window where you would see stuff, and they would be pointing at different, like, women walk by the window, you know, and a white boy, he'll run, look at this one going by. And I turn around seeing this fucking skank walk by. I'm saying, damn, you, you that looks good to you. I mean, they tasting women, tasting everything used to just fuck me up. I'm like, what? So it was just, you know, like I said, they they got, the, the mind is twisted, man. I ain't going to elaborate on it, but I just want to get that out there. These jokers come from, you know, that whole northern Jersey and, and, and you know, uh, 
New York and Staten Island, uh, Long Island. I mean, them jokers, they got egos. They got that, that mafia, fake me out, you know, soprano wannabe, arrogant. As soon as you say something, they come back at you. You know, I mean, he can't leave nothing alone. Whenever there's a situation, somebody tweet, you got to tweet back. Ain't the, how are you the president worrying about somebody that tweeted you down in West Philly? Because he's, he's the president clap back. Yeah, he claps back he at did. everything. No matter how small, he comes back yep. at it. But anyway, the, the the media is getting back at him saying that, you know, stop messing with us. But he's going to need the media. As long as you're running for elections, you're going to need the media. So he'll he'll play it down. He's working on them now because he's not up for re-election yet, but... Come 2020 January, when he knows he's gonna need every newspaper he could find, every billboard he could find, he's gonna start being a little more friendly to the media. So, just wait and see. Hmm. You know, like I said, study this stuff. Don't sleep on it because even if you're not into politics, you gotta pay attention to this, or you're gonna be trampled. Well, I got one more to wrap up the Trump debacle for the week. Is Trump trying to stifle free speech? Which we, I think he is, but. A dozen former senior intelligence officials are denouncing 45's decision to revoke former CIA Director John Brennan's security clearance. They're calling it ill-considered and unprecedented. They all agree that the president's actions regarding John Brennan and the threats of similar actions against other former officials has nothing to do with who should and should not hold security clearances but they're saying it has everything to do with an attempt to stifle free speech. 45 is upset because this guy, Brennan, speaks out about how ill-suited he is to be in the office of the White House and how inefficient he is and whatever. He talks about him and says exactly what he thinks. And 45 had had enough of it and decided, well, then I'm snatching your clearance. Mm -hmm. That's what it boiled down to. So you have other people now that are, you know, previous um, uh, intelligence uh, personnel officials and whatnot that are all coming together now to support John Brennan. And then on top of all that, after Trump announced that he was revoking Brennan's clearance, uh, he first he cited that Brennan posed a security risk. Now, what was he doing that was a security risk? Talking against Trump? That's our security risk now. And then later on, he said that uh, Brennan's security clearance was revoked with the Russia investigation, talking about the witch hunt and all these people who were involved in leading it and all this stuff. So he's really grasping at straws. And then to finish all that up, you had uh, William McRaven, who's a retired Navy admiral and who was the commander of the U.S. Joint Special Operations from uh, 2011 to 2014, this is the guy that oversaw the Navy SEAL raid in Pakistan that killed Osama bin Laden. He sent a letter to Trump after all this taken away security clearance happened with Brennan and wrote, Dear Mr. President, former CIA Director John Brennan, whose security clearance you revoked on Wednesday, is one of the finest public servants I have ever known. Few Americans have done more to protect the country than John. He's a man of unparalleled integrity whose honesty and character have never been in question except by those who don't know him. Therefore, I would consider it an honor if you would revoke my security clearance as well so I can add my name to the list of men and women who have spoken up against your presidency. 
I said, well, go ahead, Mr. McRaven. Yeah, that was strong and brave. It really was. He was. He said, you know what? I don't give a, yeah. you know, screw you. You ain't got to care. Yeah. You're a mess, and you're making a mess, and I'm not going to sit by quietly and but for go every quietly person, in the night because of it. But for every person like him that steps up and, and proves himself strong yeah. and independent, you're Trump's right. got ten puppets that he can put in place and dangle their arms and legs for them. And that's the sad part about it, that the puppets keep coming back. He's got, like, he's got a whole war chest full of puppeteers that he can just put in place like he has. Look at all the people that fell by the wayside in his administration alone. And every time somebody falls down, somebody comes up. And even that girl, what's her name, Hope? Oh, yeah, Hope Hope Hicks. That that Hope Hicks, that that pretty white girl, she's still riding. She's still riding Air Force One. (laughs) She's not connected with still She's still walking around. She's the duty. She's the duty cleavage. You know what I mean? You know Trump always needs to see a nice cleavage. No matter what he's doing, where he goes, he always needs to look to his right, look to his left, say, "Damn, look at that cleavage." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, he's, a freak. Yeah, he's a freak. Definitely a freak. Big freak. Yeah. Anyway, we let's keep it moving. Trump, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yep. Um, keep it moving. We're done with him now. Okay, this is crazy. More than seventy people OD'd in New Haven as park visitors watch in horror. As many as 76 people overdosed on what's believed to have been um, synthetic marijuana at or near a Connecticut city park. Um, officials said most of the overdoses um, happened on the New Haven Green throughout the day on Wednesday. No deaths were reported. Thank you, Jesus. Um, CBS News reported the victims covering a range of ages experienced a Multitude of signs of symptoms ranging from vomiting, um, hallucinating, high blood pressure, shallow breathing, and so on. Um, this is naloxone, n- an antidote for narcotic overdoses was administered to some of the victims but did not appear to be effective. Wow. So, um, this area, which attracts homeless people and drug users throughout the year, um, is located downtown New Haven, south and west of the um, Ivy League Yale University. So on average, two people die of a drug overdose every day in Connecticut. The state has surpassed the national death rate for drug and opioid overdoses since 2013. That's a lot. In Connecticut? Wow. Yeah. I don't know what's happening up in Connecticut. Yeah. So um, this is getting crazy. So they said that since synthetic drug is, is better known as K2, um, was laced with other substances in New Haven's cases, ABC News reports the K2 can result in seizures, um, psychosis, and even death. Wow, officials were testing the blood of the victims to see exactly what they ingested. Overdoses followed similar outbreaks at the same part in July 4th, and more than a dozen people were treated. I mean, y'all, y'all folks will have nothing else to do but smoke this crap, which is more or less potpourri. That's what it, what it more or less is. Y'all oh, is that what that. it is? Yeah. They say it is real cheap. It's like two or three dollars to get get that stuff. I mean, because you know they they lace it with um all kind of chemicals. You just supposed to use it just to burn it, not to smoke it. Mm. Oh, the kettle. The kettle. Yes. Uh huh. 
What does lace mean? What What does that mean? Don't even try Don't even start no shiggity. Don't make me start officially, quote unquote, cussing, Pop. No, you you just said a word that I wasn't familiar with. You said lace. Oh, just like when when the folks were smoking the the marijuana and laced and bombing and fluid like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, ladies. Okay. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to keep right. moving. I was hitting quit. Yeah. Okay. I, so I would stay out of Connecticut. They got too much going on. Yeah, that sounds like it's a hot mess up in that well, area. Well, that's, that's almost in every city. They A lot of cities have their little central areas where they actually uh, are supporting the uh, people that are using the, uh, the oxy and the heron. They're trying to keep them going, trying to keep them alive, especially people of another persuasion, because they need to vote, especially during election year. They keep these people, they keep them drugged up, but they also keep them a registered Republican voter. It's okay. amazing. Yep. Think about that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. They keep they, they make sure imagine. they go to a certain place so they can get doped up, get their little fix. It's, it's, it's like a legal type of, uh, and it's all over in big cities. Boston, mm-hmm. everybody has like a little area in, in, in the parks, and they go there to get their little fix. But they also register mm-hmm. register voters, so they're keeping them alive because, like anything else, they need they need uh, numbers. So anyway, uh, that's a little tidbit. Anyway, this is a story really grabbed me. The, uh, this Baltimore police officer I saw on TV beating the hell out of this man. I don't know what yeah, this brother crazy. was thinking. I don't, I don't know what this this police officer was. He having like a Mike Tyson flashback, or what he was doing. But th- th- when they showed the clip of it, I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if it, if the audience listened, yeah. whether it went national or whether it was in your town on the news. It's, it's but this, um, yeah, it's, yeah. The Baltimore police officer was filmed punching a man. Is uh, charged with a felony assault. Okay, two days after resigning from the Baltimore Police Department. A police officer uh, who was caught on video repeatedly punching a man and throwing him to the ground has been charged with uh, felony assault. I mean, this cop was whooping this brother's ass. It was crazy. I don't know what he did or why that was even necessary. You know, a grand jury indicted him. His name is Arthur Williams on charges of first-degree felony assault, second-degree misdemeanor assault, and misconduct of an officer. Okay, um, you know, the attorney, uh, Marjorie Mosley, remember the young girl? Oh, yeah. The young mm-hmm. red bone sister that was trying to put those cops that uh, killed. Uh, She's still around, huh? Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why she got to so, be a red bone? Yeah, she's a red bone. Red bone's a compliment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why are you, why are you. Uh, I don't know. Why are you all this conversation? I am, that I am not of that category. I didn't know what that meant. Oh, okay. I just know I'm Like not. you don't know what lace means. Okay. Anyway. I didn't ask that question. Williams, Williams the officer in question. <laughs> okay, uh, Papa. Williams, who resigned from the force. He resigned from the force. Now, let me tell you why this man resigned. Because, see, when you resign, mm-hmm. means you didn't get fired. Mm-hmm. So you can probably get a job mm-hmm. as a cop somewhere else. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing about that is that with this man beating up on this man, he can go to one of these rural communities with some of these crazy you-know-what cops and get a job mm-hmm. there. Okay, he can go mm-hmm. on them suburban police forces that have a predominantly, you know, other persuasion that are used to whooping black folks' ass, and they will love that. Okay, so if he gets off the this charge, I'm the sure. cop was black, Papa. Did you know that? Yeah, I, right. That's what I'm saying. Of course, but the way he was whooping blacks' asses, 
any predominantly white police force would love him. That's what I was getting at. Okay? Okay. All right. Why y'all up in my story? She's talking about red bone. You talking about this here. What's up with that? You just keep lacing your marijuana. Anyway, it's important that the community knows that there is no uh, standard of justice, uh, no matter no matter your sex, race, religion, or occupation, Mobley said in the statement. Police officers sworn to protect and serve, and when the oath okay. is taken for granted and the abuse of power is evident, we will hold them accountable like anybody else, is what Mobley said. Mobley, like I said, is the young, nice-looking Redbone. Who is the attorney? Mm-hmm. The uh, the yeah. DA in Baltimore. Anyway. Redbone. Okay. Yeah, attorney Redbone. All right. Uh, Williams have worked, uh, they've been working in the uh, 2500 block of Monument Street with a partner on Saturday when the violation confrontation occurred. Okay. Police said 26-year-old, his name was Deshaun McGreer, refused to provide ID to the two officers causing the encounter to escalate. Williams was caught on camera punching McGreer, uh, then throwing him to the ground and continued to punch him in the face until McGreer was knocked out. Okay, Williams and McGreer, they say, had clashed before back in June when uh, McGreer was accused of assaulting the officer. So I don't know how what mm-hmm. that was about. But, uh, all right, but McGreer is a contested the charge. He contested the charges, so. So interim interim, uh, police chief uh, Gary Tuggle said that Williams uh, shouldn't shouldn't have been influenced by the June incident in the the latest encounter with the same assailant. All right? So we have to stay tuned with this particular situation because if you pulled up, just pulled up, you haven't seen it, Baltimore police officer beating this beating this guy in the street and he mm-hmm. he whoops his he, man he beats their brother oh, like he Mike beat him like that dude stole like his Mike Tyson it was crazy I'd never seen a fist it was clearly personal a fist ass whooping like that mm-hmm. in a long time crazy and you know the cops probably he's all balking everything he probably shooting those roids you never know they've been way shooting them steroids and mm-hmm. got them all crazy well I got one last one out of China I'm sorry go ahead Kevin. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, if if he's, you know, holding the gore from the last thing, did the guy do any time or, you know what I'm saying, did he suffer the consequences for him supposed to have been hitting the cop? If he did, then it's been justified. Don't come back at me and try to beat my ass. Ma'am. So, anyway. I don't know. Okay. Well, I've got the last one about China. This is a... Uh more sexual allegations, this time out of China. The top Buddhist monk has now resigned. Buddhist monk? Yeah, Buddhist monk. I didn't even know that they were, like, having issues like that, but I guess it's a widespread problem. But one of China's highest-ranking monks resigned as the president of the Buddhist Association of China on Wednesday amid accusations of sexual harassment as the Me Too movement continues to gather momentum in China. Mm-hmm. He, um, wow. I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, but uh, Zhu Sheng has been under investigation by China's National Religious Affairs Administration for the sexual harassment of six female monks. Now that wow. surprised me because I didn't know there were female monks. Six. Yeah, for the harassment mm-hmm. of six female monks. 
There was a 95-page document written by two female disciples posted on social Mm -hmm. media earlier this month accusing Zen Ching of sending suggestive messages to two female monks and making unwanted sexual advances to at least four others. Oh, my God. So I just have to shake my head. Mm-hmm. So, so apparently, he, monks can't get married. Is that is that the situation again? Like the priest? I believe I'm that's saying. true. I think mm-hmm. monks take a vow of celibacy. Mm-hmm. But apparently, so. he he's not being very celibate if he's doing no. all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some people mm-hmm. are saying that him resigning was taking the easy way out of a public scandal. <sighs> Oh, man. Wow. Who ever think? And he has a lot of followers. He has over a million followers, I see. Yeah, and he's like the top man, the top monk. Mm, mm, mm. Isn't that but How crazy? does he do all this? I thought, I thought they only possessed it, you know, people that reason. I thought they only was, was, was only possessed like a three-inch Johnson. Oh, God. doing all that. I'm not even, uh, uh, anyway, can you give him a disclaimer or something for Papa? <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know what? I don't know what they have under those robes, but apparently it functions. I heard it was That's the all I'm saying. At the most. Whatever it is, every inch of it is mm. functioning. Yeah, he used mm. all three. So mm. we're going to take a quick Aretha break ah. and celebrate the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. and then we are coming back with Papa Didi, if we can bear it. <laughs> it wasn't popping. You're going to behave, Papa. Okay, we'll be right back. That's me. I'm here. I'm here. How you doing? 
Yep. Come here, Reese. She's singing that thing. Okay. Yeah. We need to send that recording over to the White House. They got a chain of fools over that joint. But they keep coming. Got a whole trunk full of puppeteers. Mm-hmm. Got a whole trunk full of puppeteers. I'm telling you, they lined up. A whole mess of them. Yep. Speaking okay. Of All right. <laughs> yeah, really. So what's popping tonight, with Okay. What's popping with me? All right, um, one thing, I just want to get everybody's attention here for a minute, okay? The one thing that people have to do now, now, if you, now, don't don't be, don't have your opinion on stuff too tough, you know what I mean? Because people can change, you know what I'm saying? A slow process or what have you. I'm speaking on uh, Amorosa. Is that how you pronounce the name? Omarosa. Omarosa Amarosa. Oh. All right. Anyway, now here's the deal. I know that people think that from the beginning she was out there doing her thing, you know, but she was just following, you know, her her and Trump go back a long ways to The Apprentice. So, and she was holding that show. That's why Trump had such a, a level of endearment to her. And they were pretty good friends or what have you. But what happened with Amarosa? If I'm saying her name right, is it Amarosa? Omarosa? I think it's Omarosa. Omarosa, Amarosa. Anyway. When she got up in the White House, right, making $180,000, she saw stuff that at, it took two years to sink in. And, you know, as a, as a black woman, as, in, as, as wonderfully inquisitive as that species is, her black spider senses started tingling when she saw the ignorance, when she saw people making twice as much as her, when she saw the exclusion and everything else that was starting to smother her by people's, because there was no other black people up in there, probably the, the janitor or the, the whatever, you know what I mean, the typical jobs that people don't mind black people doing right before their eyes, cleaning the conference room, dumping the trash, whatever they perceive black folks are able to do in their particular environment. But anyway, as she's in this White House, She's starting to see all this stuff that, that, you know, she's like, damn, this shit is crazy. These jokers are making twice as much as I am. These jokers are doing their thing. So all of a sudden, her blackness leaked out. You know, so like a pen does in your shirt pocket and shit, and you got it upside down. Her blackness leaked out. And and all of a sudden, she started like, you know, and then once you start hitting with that, that black arrogance, you know, I mean, you know how the, the sisters can be, which is a good thing. You know, they couldn't handle that. So after a while, the rumors started. And then the separation started. Because as soon as Trump heard that she started becoming her, her herself, Trump backed away from it. And now the chief of staff kind of got close to her to listen to other people. Then all of a sudden the ousting came about. But what old girl did was started recording. Being a smart girl, she was smart in all of them. And the sad part about it is that she saw the ignorance in all of them more than they would ever know because she was with Trump longer than most of them, unless they was married in a Trump family, especially the one sister-in-law who was trying to encourage her to take the $15,000. She's the she's the wife of the dodo bird. What's what's Trump's son name? The one they depict Eric. on Saturday Night Live being the the dummy uh, Eric Eric. 
not Trump Jr., not Mr. Slick Hair, laid back, slick hair, grease and formula, Vitalis guy, not him. I'm talking about Eric, the one with the blonde hair that got riding the big wheel on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Eric's wife was the one that went to Amorosa to try to get her to, well, you can, you know, if you heard the tape, listen, you got to hear that tape of her being offered $15,000. Well, you know, you can come and do some speaking engagements. And and, and and she was like, what? Really? I mean, she did it. She reminded me at that point of Sandra Bland, God rest her soul. The sister was pulled over by the state trooper. You know, they ended up dying in, 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 the, in the jail cell. She reminded me of her for that moment. So all I'm saying to people now is now that she's out there, I know she got a book and everything, but if you want to get rid of Trump, then you got to get behind Amorosa. You got to get behind her because, it, and try to believe her because she's, she's out of there now, and she's got recordings and everything else, and she's doing her thing. And you know, it's like she said, she said Donald Trump met her match because you know, for one, hell no, no fury, no hell no, no fury like a woman scorned, and ain't nothing stronger than a black woman. So therefore, she's stepping up her game like you wouldn't believe. So I'd say to the black women out there. You know, ease up on your opinion on her and try to get behind her. I know she was acting a fool and being, but she was behind enemy lines. But now that she's out and she's throwing recordings and she's showing the ignorance of those people and she's out there doing her thing, she's taking a hell of a risk. So if you don't like Trump and you're trying to get Trump out of there, you know, Amorosa is your, your key to, to wedging him in a situation. So don't diss her so tough, you know. I mean, the girl's strong. You know, doing the thing. And and I just I just said, I mean, you ain't gotta take her by the hand or anything like that, but don't don't be so fast to diss her because she's out of there. And she done threw some bombshell tapes and Trump ain't messing with her because he Trump knew her back when he was just a you know, uh, a, a celebrity uh reality show guy. So she knows Trump very well. I mean, she helped Trump bury some bodies, you know what I mean? As a figure of speech. So she's been around for a long time. So don't sleep on her. Don't let other news out there distract you from her. Listen to some of those tapes that are coming out. Don't be so cynical or so judgmental on that. Right now, the girl is out there on her own doing her thing, and she needs support. So don't diss her because she, she she got a lot of heart. She's staying out there going up against some powerful people. So in my opinion, get behind her. All right, now. Okay. All right. That's just my opinion on that. If you got, I, I can dig got any questions or comments on that, give us a call. You know, 914-803-4306. You're already online. Press 1. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a caller, see what they've got to say about it. Uh, okay. Let's see. Get this person. Okay. Caller, go right ahead. You are live on the Pajama Party Show. Welcome aboard. Yes, I just called to check in. And Papa Didi, you was right. They need to stand behind her. But I tell you yeah. one thing, she has a lot of guts, okay? She has yes, a lot of guts. Indeed. But she says, she's going to get some strong people. She, 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 she says something, though, like undercover. If you listen to the way she talks, she's actually saying it. She has some ammunition. You think, uh, uh, what's Rocket Man over there got some ammunition? She got some ammunition mm. on this man. Will take him out completely. Okay. Yeah. She said he met her. She said he met her. His it's match. No telling what she done taped. Okay. It's no telling what she got. Mm-hmm. 
But you was right how and she already put out a couple are, of them. How stupid they are. Oh, please. Especially the you woman in the interview. You're recording stuff like this. Come on, man. You know, this is, it goes to show you, it, it's worse than a circus that's down there on Pennsylvania Avenue. There ain't no circus. I don't know what the hell that is down there. It ain't no mm-hmm. circus. That's a chain of fools. That's what it is. She recorded the chief of staff and she recorded uh, his his wife yeah. that was trying to bribe her. Yeah, she got Eric's two key interviews on tape. Uh, what's the name? That the wife is not saying nothing. She's not tweeting nothing stupid back oh, no. about her nah, she, because she knows she's she telling the truth about that coat. She knows she's telling the she truth. She's about to make a move and anyway. She, and she's counting the days. Is she going to divorce him? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Alvarosa guy. Oh, yeah. You know, I need to go find Alvarosa and talk to her. I oh, think one of them Secret Service yeah. guys run up in that. But I think they already told mm-hmm. Eric's wife to just shut up. Don't mm-hmm. say anything else. Because she sounded so crazy. Told yeah, and what we'll do, we'll, we'll give you 15000 a month, and maybe you can come and do a couple appearances. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, But wow. is she on the payroll? But what gets me is why would you give That's her fifteen thousand fifteen thousand a month, but you gave a prostitute one hundred twenty five thousand? What the hell is that? Right. Right. What the hell? What I got to work for my stuff fifteen thousand a did, month? Did you have your boy give it to him? Then you had your buddy give it to him. You don't want to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. This girl here gave you a hand job, and she getting hundred twenty five thousand. And you heard Trump on that tape saying, "No, no, just just use cash. Pay me, pay me yeah. cash. Just use cash. Don't do a check. Just do cash." I mean, these jokers is like, it's so much money in the back of that pickup truck. It's not even funny. So anyway, well, the well, the wheels get ready to go off of that truck. Okay. Yeah, well, they got yeah, a lot I of money. Yeah, I think so. They're wobbling now. They're wobbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Caller. Well, thank you for checking in. Easy on him, okay? Easy on him, okay? Easy on him. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sure, you're right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks remember what happened with Sandra Bland? So you know. Man, we're gonna rip him a new one every Friday night. Guarantee that. All right, man. All right, man. He's on the kiss it list. Oh yeah. You know he's got a permanent spot on the kiss it list. Oh, okay. God. Leave that man alone. Okay. As soon as we go off the air, I'm going to leave him alone for two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Thank you, Carla. We're going to keep it moving. Um, Let's see. Are we going to go into the weird news? Yeah. Am I right? Okay. Can we take a little CC? You got some bladder issues or something? All right. I just want to hear Aretha. Is that all right with y'all? Yeah, okay. You blew my on? Christmas gift. I was going to get you a box of Defense. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to take right. a break. So, Kettle can go ahead and take care of that bladder. Thank yeah. you. We'll be right back with the weird news on the Pajama Party Show.
And I will love you forever and ever. Yeah, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Folks, why, everybody? Folks, why? And that was the Queen of Soul and Papa Didi in the background. That's what I'm talking about. That was a little prayer. They a little prayer. He's me. Okay. Okay. And uh, for me, there is no other but him. Papa. Papa. He loved me too. Okay, we're going to have to mute his mic. This is my mm-hmm. prayer. Papa, mute okay. your mic. Okay. <laughs> okay. my prayer Here. now, baby. It's it Kettle's at the mic now. Great. Good, Kettle. Good news. Go right ahead, Kettle. What you got? Oh, these, these hungry thieves during answer your prayer. Hungry thieves sold $100,000 worth of ramen noodles. Someone made the interesting decision of stealing massive bounty of dry Roman noodles, driving off with their haul in a truck trailer uh, in Fayette County, Georgia. Um, the heist is being investigated along with a string of thefts in the locality, including multiple car break-ins and a stolen motorcycle. Although it's unclear... If the crimes are related, uh, it isn't hard to imagine the suspect getting hungry at some point during this thrilling crime spree. So, unfortunately, ultimately driving off into the Georgia night with $98,000 worth of the college dorm room fare. To be clear, a six-figure salary's worth of Roman noodles is the physical equivalent of a fortress of the non-perishable food stuff, which typically typically retails for under $2 at mega marts like Walmart and so on. So it's enough sodium to bolster an army of bandits, and the loot should have fueled the suspects in their pursuit of pilferage had they not left their Roman truck outside of a Chevron, Chevron um, parking lot. So authorities mm-hmm. found a 53-foot trailer next to the Chevron which they believe was stolen between July 26th and August 1st. <laughs> what? Um, the trailer's owner had permission to park at the gas station, and the truck was uh, secured when it was stolen. So whatever that means, uh, no, it wasn't secured. So there are far more questions than answers surrounding the illicit noodles, which will probably have to wait until they are submerged into boiling water and spurs up from a bowl. Okay. That's a lot <laughs> okay. of That is. Okay. I mean, come on. That's a lot what of people. What is people? What is I don't people know. Okay. Well, I got another weird story. one for you. Mm-hmm. This one is out of L.A. Police are looking into the video of a man that was spanking a hippo at the Los Angeles Zoo. They're investigating okay. after the video shows a man spanking a hippopotamus at the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Zoo. The video shows okay. the man crossing a railing last week and sneaking up on two hippos named Rosie and Mara. He smacked Rosie on the rear as her mother, Mara, lifts her head and looks at the man as he runs off, raising his arms in a gesture of victory. Mm-hmm. Zoo spokeswoman April Spurlock said to the L.A. Times that, any unauthorized interaction with an animal is unsafe for the for the person. Uh, state law prohibits entering zoo enclosures, and the zoo has posted 
a no trespassing sign on the hippo exhibit for the very first time. The newspaper, the police said that to the newspaper that they're investigating the case as trespassing because the hippo did not appear to be injured. So this man had nothing better to do than to walk up behind the hippo and smack her on the backside. And then go hold his arms up in victory like, I did it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, nothing else to do. Nope. That's why it's the weird news. Okay. I just hear a stranded parrot. A stranded, a stranded parrot curses out a firefighter doing a rescue attempt. Where do you get these stories? All right, Jesse the parrot was the uh, Jesse the, the parrot was decidedly unimpressed when a firefighter came to rescue her from a rooftop in London on Monday morning. Okay, mm-hmm. the macaw, which I guess is a type of parrot, who escaped from her own home and purged on a nearby roof for three days, started screaming out profanities at her uh, as they attempted to rescue her. Even after the the rescuer said, I love you, and it bid to bond with the bird. Jesse also reported, told the firefighter brigade crew member to fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. He kept saying, fuck off. Okay, the great watch manager, uh, Chris Farrow, said the rescuer was a, was attempted because they were concerned that she may be injured, which uh, which is why they tried so hard to get her down from there. But thankfully, uh, it soon became apparent that Jesse was fine and uninjured as she flew off and went onto another roof and then into a tree, all right? And it's saying here that Jesse later returned home on her own accord, <laughs> and was filmed saying thank you to the fire rescuer. What the way did we get these fucking stories? <laughs> anyway, I had to see that in the video. This sounds like some stage stuff here. You know those things anyway. can talk. Yeah, what oh. they say. Yeah, they can. That's what they can. <laughs> yeah, that was great. that bird to curse that was like great. that. All right, Red Wine, you uh, going to do your thing? Yeah, I got one for you tonight. I'm going to talk about the other half of 45. Let's talk about Melania. Mm-hmm. Right, we're going to get into I'm just saying with red wine. Okay. Um, Melania, I'm going to talk about her. So tonight I'm just saying, is she for real? That's my question. Is she for real? Um, First Lady Melania Trump is slated to speak at a government summit next week. And the topic is, wait for it. Cyberbullying. Really? Cyberbullying? Now, this is just days after her man tweeted that Omarosa was a doll, called her a crying lowlife, a loser, wacky, deranged, and crazed. I'm just saying, is Mrs. Trump for real? She is seriously going to get up in front of these people to discuss the, and I'm using air quotes, the positive and negative effects of social media on youth, according to the White House. And she also plans to attend a panel discussion with representatives from various social media platforms, but the White House didn't bother to say which social media platforms. So we don't know that. But what are the chances that 45 will be joining her as her plus one? Doubtful. He'll probably be on Twitter as usual, running somebody else in the ground while she speaks about how harmful cyberbullying is. And again, I'm just saying, is she for real? How can she stand at anybody's podium 
with a straight face and say that cyberbullying is a bad thing when her husband engages in it like a daily hobby. Does anybody else see the hypocrisy in this? These trumps are not to be believed. I wonder if they even hear themselves when they talk. Now, Melania has this campaign that she started called Be Best. My question is to her, did she tell 45 about this campaign, about be your best, be best? Does he know that he's the biggest cyber bully out there? Does he know how ridiculous she sounds when she gets on her anti-cyber bullying soapbox? I'm just saying, is she for real, for real? If she wants the people to be at their best, how about starting at home? Do something about your unhinged husband, and maybe people can focus on being their best. The federal government Stop Bullying website warns children that cyber bullies post negative, harmful, false, or mean content about somebody else. Well, hello, who does it better or more than 45? They say that some cyberbullying crosses the lines into unlawful or criminal behavior, and I believe in legal circles they call that libel. Again, who does it better than 45? Their website warns, warns that hurtful comments can create a permanent public record of the poster's views and behavior and that it can destroy the reputation of the person posting it as well as the person that they're attacking. And we've seen how 45 has destroyed people's careers, self-esteem, and who knows what else. As the saying goes, if you want to criticize the rocks in my garden, you might want to take care of the bricks and boulders on your own lawn first. So to Melania, I'm saying, girl, please, find another cause that won't make you look like a crazy hypocrite. Your husband is already handling the crazy hypocrite department. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, is she for real? Like, for real, for real? Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep, you're right. Makes sense. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, mm-hmm. living for the city tonight. What you got for us, Papa? You know, I want to speak on uh, if you turn to ESPN in the afternoon, between now and the next few weeks, uh, you will see Little League Baseball. All right? Now, like I said, I don't know if it's my job to always be aware of the bullshit, but I guess it's just my job. You know, back in 2015, murder girl, the pitcher, black girl, what was her name? Uh, Davis was her last name. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, young girl, she was a pitcher. Anyway, that would seem to be the only year when they allowed or maybe they happened to win he had a Philadelphia Little League team as well as a Chicago Little League team in in the runnings. And um, after a while, they beat almost everybody that year. And the Philadelphia team, I mean, the Chicago team, which is mostly majority black, now almost all black, uh, they end up beating Philadelphia and everybody else, and they end up winning the the, the world championship. Okay. And all the accolades of it, you know, they gave them the trophy and the ceremony, yada, yada, yada. Now, what they gave them the ceremony, all these different other baseball teams from um, all over the world, uh, Arizona and this place, you know, most of these teams are like Lily White because it's suburban teams, you know. 
So the black team from Chicago won a little league championship back in 2015. All of a sudden, somebody from one of the losing teams came out and said that a couple black people on that team, they all don't live in the city of Chicago. Some of them live in the suburbs. And the restrictions that you got to live in the city limits, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they took the championship from the little black kids that year, revoked them, gave it to the second place team, which was a white team, and nothing else was heard of it. Them people, they, they made the kids feel like they did something wrong, but with nothing wrong with their age or anything like that, birth certificates or nothing. But somebody took the time to investigate. Now, this happened back in 2015. I'm just I'm making a point here, so stay with me. So they took the championship away from this, this Chicago black team back in 2015. Now, from 2015 to 2018, with the Little League World Series being on ESPN for the next two weeks, I have not seen any more black teams anywhere. And ESPN covers it. Everybody is just so slap happy. They got the kids doing little profiles, who their favorite player is, all this and all that. They're announcing everybody, talking to their mama and daddy and this and that. But there's no more black teams out there, in the, or majority black teams in the run. There isn't even no black kids in the Little League World Series. So it just goes to show you how in 2015, they totally annihilated these kids. Now, you ain't going to tell me that all these white suburban kids live where they're supposed to be living, as high as the divorce rate is on that side of the damn fence, okay? Who's living with mama and who's living with daddy, okay? That's a bunch of bullshit, okay? You know them kids living all over the place in those suburbs, whether it be wherever they live in here, cul-de-sac, whatever, 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 you know? But nobody's investigating their ass. But they took the time. To investigate that black team, not because of unlawful anything, but they had to find something on them. And then the leaders of it went along with the crap and took the trophies away from the kids. The black kids was crying and carrying on back in 2000. It was sad. The only thing that came out of it was the the little girl, the pitcher. uh, Her last name was Davis. I forget her first name. The one that did a couple movies. She was a good pitcher, and she's still doing some promotional stuff. You know, she was a great pitcher from Philadelphia. That's the only thing, the positive that came out of that situation, but nobody even talks about anymore how that black team was dissed back in 2015. And now you look at the World Series Little League on ESPN, which is a major network, major, major, major. Everybody's running around having a good time up there in Williamsport, and nobody is even thinking about the kids that was dissed back in 2015. The shit has become completely lily white, and nobody gives a fuck. So all I'm saying is the Little League Baseball kissed my ass completely. Mm-hmm. You guys fell for the Yoki doke You dissed the team out of Chicago that whooped everybody's ass that year. And instead of y'all taking defeat and letting them little young boys go on with their little trophy, you came back with some bullshit and took it from them. Talk about racism in 2015 that was sad as hell. That's just history during this same time frame three years ago. All right. All right. Put them on the kitchen list. Okay. So, uh, Papa, so you, you know. gonna do some investigating? Well, you know, I mean, they the teams have gone off into the abyss. I think they don't even, you know, a lot of them inner city teams don't even compete no more because there's so many speculations. Like I said, everybody wants to win at any cost, 
And if there's people of color they compete with, they try to find a scandal, and it's just, it's just in their blood. They had that one black team from D.C. that was in it this year. Yeah. I don't know if they're still in it or if they got eliminated. No, I haven't seen them lately. When I've been peeping at it, I haven't even seen anything about that. Oh. They must have got eliminated early. Yeah, we'll have to check on it. But anyway, yeah, that was a piece of history from that time frame that wasn't even spoke on. And, and what gets me is the people that went undercover to investigate people just went through the whole team. With, how are you going to go on people's lives like that? Who gives a damn where somebody lives? Why are you, man, you went that far because your, your child got their ass whooped? Anyway. Pretty much. Let's move on. All right. Well, let's head out to the West Coast. Kettle, you got your Hollywood report ready? Yeah. Y'all ready for me? I'm ready for you. Yeah, I'm ready for you. What's happening okay. in La La Land this week? Well, let's say happy birthday to Halle Berry. Hitting the five two. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. Isn't that isn't that your girl, Papa Didi? I ain't seen her, man. She's still fine as hell, or what? I ain't seen her, man. Well, last time I checked, yeah. And through the French 52. guy and the baby daddy. Hey, yeah. don't talk well, about the French guy. Uh-uh. The guy, baby wee, wee, daddy, wee. all that. I think she should have stick with your boy Eric Benet, but that's just me. And anyway, that's a whole other chapter in the book. Fifty-two and fabulous. She has, like you said, she has two kids. Do you believe her daughter um, is uh, ten years old? What? Her name is, yep, Nyla, N-A-H-L-A, and her son, Gabriel Aubrey, he's four years old. I'm like, wow, where does time fly? Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, he was he, he was by her current husband, Oliver uh, Martinez, the actor, and um, Nyla, she was by the um, the model, uh, white guy, the model. But uh, she turned 52. 52 and fabulous. Her daughter um, did a portrait of something of a cake or something. Um, and it's supposed to have looked like Halle Berry, but, you know, we know it didn't. But anyway, she tried. I mean, she's 10 years old. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh-huh. Um, also, um, some unfortunate things have come up. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Lyric McHenry. She was found dead. Um, she appeared on E's, um, EJNYC, the reality show um, that uh, started out in 2016 by, on, on, by E. Um, she was only 26 years old. She was found on a sidewalk at 5 a.m. above the Major Deegan Expressway um, in the um, Bronx area of New York City. Um, she wow. was found only wearing a pajama top and underwear. Um and also a small Ziploc bag of cocaine was found um, near her body. Unfortunately, she was 20 weeks pregnant. And wow. um, they they said before that, her, her reported death comes hours after she celebrated her birthday during a night out with some friends. Um, she, was, she had posted a video on her Instagram. Um, she was at the Frederick Hotel in Soho, um, the Grand Hotel and the Dream Hotel, and uh, filmed a smiling video of herself in the bathroom wearing a pink dress. So, I'm not sure what happened. Is it foul play or what? We don't know yet. But uh, her father is well-known producer. Um, he had movies uh, the like of um, Crush Woo. Remember that back in 95? New Jack City in yeah. 91. Jason's Lyric in 94. 
Um, it's in line between Love and Hate, 96, and The Brothers in 2001. That was her father. Uh, wow. Yeah. What was her so, father, um, director or something? Producer? Yeah, he was a uh, producer, producer, director, yeah. Wow. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Also, have you guys seen the um, this uh, uh, movie preview uh, trailer, The Nun? No. Yeah, I think I, I saw something about that. You guys got to check it out, though. I mean, it's, 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 well, maybe you better not check it out. Wait, why? YouTube has just banned this trailer on The Nun um, being too scary. If you've been lurking on YouTube lately, you may have been the victim of a ghost nun ambush. Um, the six-second trailer for Nun, The Nun, the latest installment in the um, uh, Conjury horror franchise, has been pulled from the video platform after thousands of users retweeted that, you know, a warning about, you know, jumping scares. So, um they had over like a hundred thousand retweets of people saying, um, you know, be cautious of watching this um this trailer. So they, they pulled it because of that. But uh if if you if you scared, say you scared and don't watch it. Okay, yep. I won't. Uh huh. Um, also two last notes. Um remember the black princes that Disney um created? Yes. Okay, Tiana. Yes. They're saying okay. If you look at um, Disney fans accuse, um, it's a new trailer with Wreck-It Ralph as a sequel of the whitewashing Princess of Tiana. So they claimed that they had made her, you know, because she was brown skin, had big brown eyes. They claim uh-huh. in this new. Um, uh, trailers that they made her lighter and her hair um, what straighter. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's what I see. Is the really. same princess? Supposed to be, but a lot of people did not recognize the princess because it looked totally different. So, I will check out the trailer. It's called Wreck It, Wreck it Ralph R2. It was released in June and appeared once again in a different trailer release last week. So in the new clip, the 14 princesses have changed their um, signature costumes and have changed their hair and the complexion lighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. You know, so, Disney got yeah. tricks, but that's all right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what audience they're trying to capture. Okay, last but not least, our hometown girl, Regina Hall. She is in a new movie um, um, called Support the Girl. Um, it's about um, actress visited AOL's Bill series on Thursday to discuss her new film, Support the Girl. And she shed some light on the humanity and community um, restaurant, Breeze. I guess like the Hooters, um, restaurants, and things like that. So in the film, Paul plays the manager of a fictional um, restaurant called Double Whammy. Um, and to prep for the part, she spent time in restaurants like Hooters and Twin Peaks and so on to get some um, research on it. So the new film is, is called Support the Girls. So look for Regina Hall, hometown girl. So 
That's her new reason. Okay. Oh, can I what? can I add one more? Our sure. other hometown girl, Lynette Tichelle, was starring right. in a Shark Week movie on the Sci-Fi Network called Frenzy. I think it's mm-hmm. supposed to air again tomorrow. Uh, I think it's at 11 in the morning on the Sci-Fi Network on Saturday morning. But check your local mm-hmm. listings on Sci-Fi. The movie's called Frenzy. It's a shark movie, and she did an excellent job. So shout out to Lynette Tichelle. Another home hometown right. talent. Friend of the show. Right. Friend of the show. Be sure to look for Frenzy. Check it out. Frenzy on the Sci-Fi right. Network. Sci-Fi Network. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for the cocktail of the week. Mm-mm. Watch out now. This is a doozy. What's in the glass, though? <laughs> this one is called Rosie Gin Kombucha. Cocktail. I'm going to tell you guys what kombucha is. Uh, this is um, kombucha is a variety of fermented, lightly effervescent, sweetened black or green tea drink, commonly intended as functional beverages for the um, disposed health benefits. But we're going to use uh-huh. it for high health benefits this time. So, okay. in this rosy gin kombucha, you get two ounces of gin, one ounce of Campari, which is like a, a, a before, a half an ounce of uh, fresh lime, uh, I'm sorry, lemon juice, a half a teaspoon of finely grated fresh ginger, five ounces of original kombucha, chilled, and um, lemon wedges for serving. So we're going to put that sort of gin, Campari, lemon juice and ginger in a pint glass or measuring cup. Stir in the um, kabacha, which is the uh, fermented tea. Strain through a fine mesh seed into an ice-filled Collins glass and garnish with the lemon wedges. Our rosy gin kabacha cocktail is going to be on our website. All right now. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Over to you, Papa. Tell the people about the Kiss It List, the world-famous Kiss It List. And we compiled them in a list and uh, dedicated a song to them. Call them out. Call them out. All right, Papa, call them out. All right, first you want to kiss list is Chris Watts. That's the man that killed his family in Colorado. His wife and two children, and his wife was also pregnant with another child. And then he crying on TV. He crying on I just TV. want my family back. Want my family back, come to find out he's the one that killed him. All right. Paul Manafort, he's on trial, but you know Trump's going to pardon his ass, okay? Uh, Trump's parade was canceled. His remarks was that. Uh, oh, he was blaming D.C. government, talking about they couldn't get their act together. Yeah. Changing the prices and all this bull, blaming the mayor basically. Yeah, and then the comedy made a rap about Aretha Franklin saying, uh, Yeah, he said, Oh, yeah, Aretha Franklin died, you know, but uh, she used to work for me. She used to work for me. I'm like, You crazy man. <laughs> she sang at a benefit for him back in the 90s. Yeah, back in the 90s. For you. Aretha oh, did God. a benefit for Trump back in the 90s. Kellyanne Conn. Oh, that jerk off. Kellyanne Conway. Why can't you be quiet? 
<laughs> Kellyanne Conway plus your girl, uh, the press girl, what's her name? Uh, the one with the oh, bad eyebrow. Sarah, Sarah, uh, Sarah Huckabee, who can't draw a straight line on her eyebrows. Uh, Baltimore ex uh, officer that beat the hell out of that man, Arthur Williams. He's on the kisser list. The officer that used uh, a taser yeah. on an 87 year old woman, cutting flowers with a knife in rural Georgia. What the hell was that he about? He tased her because he told her to put the knife down, and I don't know if she just didn't understand him or what. And he tased her. And he tased her. Well, it's a good thing to use you people. Anyway, Melania Trump. Melania. Melania Trump, uh, she's, she's uh, hosting a cyberbullying campaign. Yes, what where, a joke. Where her husband is the biggest cyberbullier in the damn world. Mm-hmm. Okay, the man that uh, spanked a hippo in Los Angeles Zoo. Now, these are female hippos that he spanked. It was a, mm-hmm. the female and, and, and the hippo's mother. That might have been some sick sex. You better watch out because... The male hippo got like 18-inch Johnson, so he better watch oh, it. You don't get plugged up in the butt <laughs> fucking around with them. Who else is on the list? Hippos, and they got some... Man, I Who tell you. Who else is on the um, list? Huh? Anyways, <laughs> China's top Buddha. The Buddha man in China, he resigned yeah. from sexual allegations. That's the ones that rub the stomach, and they put the money down at the bottom of the thing there. The Buddha, the Buddha, Buddha. But that's Buddha. That's a Buddhist. But well, go ahead. Buddha, Buddha. Uh... The thieves have stole $100,000 worth of uh, ramen noodles. And Little League Baseball League. Did, did I say that right? Children. Little League Baseball that dissed the black Chicago team and won it all back in 2015, but the trophies were taken away because they, uh, all weren't, they weren't living in Chicago. Let's call it what it is, racism. They lived in the suburb. We all got to live in the damn hood. We got anybody yeah, else? Uh, red um, wine and kettle. Guys, don't even try it. You guys got Manafort? Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah, we said Manafort. And, he uh, be the priest at the Vatican? Yeah, the priest. No, oh, yeah, those them. Vatican priests from raping and messing with years. those children. The last 70 years they've mm-hmm. been... Sad. All right, well, this song is for you. We got a special song Kiss for you. Kiss my entire my ass. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir. And it's time for the last word. Last word. We're going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. We'll wrap it up. All right. Um, first of all, I'd like to uh, send a happy birthday out to my brother, Bruce. Happy birthday, His Bruce. His birthday is today. He's 65 years old. He's a friend of the show. What do we used to call him? Uh, Doctor Doctor Money. Doctor 
Something like that. Yeah, I forgot. He's a huge computer guy, and he was a friend of the show. Uh, 65 years old. Happy birthday to you, brother. Many more. All right. Uh-oh. Bring that down. And get behind Amaroos. Okay, my last word is farewell to the Queen of Soul. Gone too soon, but never forgotten. Your music will live forever, and your spirit will as well. Over to you, Kettle. Uh, my last word is I want to give a shout-out to two birthday people. Their birthday was on the 16th. Uh, uh, Glenda, we used to call her Elf, and uh, my um, cousin, they brother. A uh, shout-out and happy birthday for both of you guys. And also, um, I want to thank our new listeners, old listeners, and future listeners for listening to the Pajama Party every Friday night, 9 p.m. And... Uh, We'll see you back here next Friday. I'm out. And be sure to check us out online at apajamaparty.com. And tell a friend, tell a relative, tell a neighbor. Every Friday night, we'll be here doing what we do, 9 o'clock. That's yeah. it. Rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. Rest in power, Aretha. Hear my peace. Mm. Ah. Yes, indeed. Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Good night, Bonsoir, everybody. Bonsoir, right. bonsoir. This is Kettle. I'm out, too. Night. Bye. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.